I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When was the last time you fought with your partner over what to eat? It's not that uncommon and it's never really a big thing to fight about. But why are you angry? Angry enough to kill her? Hi, I'm Teddy. And today, for our first episode on A Brief Case, we are looking at the Ishun triple murder. Our case starts in 1996 in China, Tianjin, where Wang Zetian meets his future lover, Zhang Meng, at a brokerage. Their introduction was made by one of his colleagues, but we don't really know much about them at that point of time. Apart from the fact that Wang worked as a port supervisor, nothing much really comes out of that meeting for eight years or so, and now we fast forward to 2004. In 2004, Wang divorces his wife, citing incompatibility, and about a year later, Zhang Ming calls him up for a cup of coffee. Uh, we can't confirm if there's any romantic intentions at that time, but this is basically the start of their relationship. This relationship is kind of slow, it takes about a year to develop. They meet once a week, then twice a week, and pretty soon in 2006, she's asking him if he loves her. And of course he says yes, they are basically a thing now. And it's 10 years after their very first meeting, this is all still in China. I think they have sex a while later, in March 17. 2006. So Wang remembers the date really clearly and it's a really, really physical relationship. They're doing it like two to three times a day, which sounds exhausting, but you know. Everything is fine and dandy for about three more months and it seems like it's a great relationship. Until June, where it turns out that she's married. Oh, and she has a kid. Now, at this point, I think he said he wanted to break up with her, and given that she had this secret husband, he was super suspicious that she would have other boyfriends too. Because, I mean, if somebody's going to cheat with you, it's always going to be at the back of your mind that they're going to cheat on you. They don't break up, and according to what he told the police, she did say she wanted to be with him for the rest of his life, and the relationship starts to get really intense. And remember, it's only about a year into this. One incident that he brought up during the trial was that she stabbed herself in the finger and then using the blood from the prick wound, so she stabs herself with a needle, um, she writes, I love Wang Zhi. And then she gives up because it hurts too much and she gets him to do the same, stab his finger with a needle and complete the sentence, which is the rest of his name and I want to marry him. And plot twist, they never really end up getting married, but I mean at this point she's still married to someone else. And I mean, since his finger was already bleeding, he also wrote, I love her until I die. We also know from court documents that a little while later in September 2006, so this is another three months after he found out she was already married, allegedly, because we only know this from him, he tried to break up with her then and she attempted suicide. So 
this relationship is is really intense. Now this all happens in one year. Two months after her alleged suicide attempt, Zhang Meng's husband, Feng, he calls them both up. We don't know if he knew about the affair before that, but he definitely knows now. He makes her choose between him, her legally wedded husband, and Wang, her affair partner and boyfriend. Honestly, I think if they didn't have a kid together, he would have just left and ended it. But, you know, having a kid makes it harder because now you're not just breaking up with a single person, you're breaking up your entire family. And surprise, surprise, she chooses Wang instead of her husband. And now it gets kind of weird because her family, Zhang Meng's family, okay, not um, Feng's family, starts harassing Wang. They beat him up, they send him death threats, they show up at his job, and it got to the point where he decided to retire from his position and take a payout. I mean, that's messed up, and we don't really know if she told them to stop, but maybe she did. Um, I think most people would have. This is kind of pertinent to the story. The payout is 400,000 Chinese yuan, which is about 80k SGD. So that's a lot of money, and so now they're like officially together and in three months probably in november 2006 to feb 2007 he spends a quarter of the money on her so that's like a hundred thousand yuan or 20k which is a lot of clothes and food we also know that somewhere in 2007 they break up for four months her ex-husband um her baby daddy who she's already divorced from has a stroke and she decides to take care of him after the four months, they get back together, and we don't have a definitive timeline of this, but in May 2007, and I really hope that they're together when this was happening, he gets a massive tattoo of her all over his upper back. And call me unromantic, but no thank you, don't get a tattoo of me on your body if we are dating. I don't think I can handle so much commitment. Right, and since they are together, um, Zhang Ming and her daughter move in with Wang and everything is okay for a while, I guess. Her daughter gets a place in Northview Secondary School, which is in Yishun, so Zhang Ming and Jun move to Singapore in December 2007. A couple of months later, they break up again and just looking at a timeline, this is a guess, it looks like he got two more tattoos representing her during the breakup. One of her as a skull death god clutching his heart, like crushing his heart, and another of a snake, and both are representing her. And I don't know how I would feel if my boyfriend got a tattoo of a snake and was like, hey babe, it's you, but they do get back together. During the March holidays, Zhang Ming goes all the way back to China to find him and they reunite. And now they're a thing again. You remember, the first time they had sex was in March 2006. And in two years, they have written proclamations to each other in blood. Um, she has allegedly tried to commit suicide. There was a confrontation with her husband. And he's gotten three different tattoos of her and they've broken up twice. This relationship, I would say, is not a good idea. Now they're back together and she doesn't waste any time. In two months, by May 2007, she wants him to move over to Singapore. Um, she loves him, she says she'll take care of him, and, and he has a pretty good idea of what she's like. So he says, no, I can't afford to take care of the lifestyle that you expect from me. But she really wants this to work, it seems, so she promises to take care of him, and he believes her. Mm. The whole thing takes about a year. We don't really know much about what happens between 2007 and mid 2008 but we do know that he spends money on her but he also loses a ton of his money on the stock market 
in the end, when we do have some information, the 400 year not 80k, um, 60k after the official start of their relationship, it's gone all the way down to 50k yuan or about 10k sing dollars. So now we fast forward again and it's 2008. The relationship is already kind of weird, it's kind of intense. Okay, get ready, it's about to get more weird, more intense. He visits her for a total of three times in 2008, in July, August, and September. On his first visit, his money is all spent within the first four days, with $140 spent on crap. Now that's not the weird part. Now she was here for her daughter's education, and to cut costs, I think they had a flatmate. They lived on the 6th floor of block 349, Yishun Avenue 11. It looks like the flat was pretty small, it was a 3 bedroom flat. So whenever her flatmates or her daughter, Jenny, who by the way had lived with him before while in the house, he would have to stay in the room naked. And it was a common room so there wasn't a bathroom attached. He had to do his business in a plastic bag and on newspapers. And I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist but it seems kind of like a controlling power trippy kind of thing to do especially when somebody is so vulnerable away from their home country he did their laundry for them and he cooked for them but he didn't eat with them he ate their leftovers i mean if your first trip is already like that i would say don't go back but he does he also said that he was scared of her it's a thing where if he didn't do this what if she comes up with something worse wang goes back to china after his first trip in july but pretty quickly she calls him up she's like I got agents that I can introduce you to, I can get you a job. So he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'll come back. He's back on August 3rd. This is a pretty long trip. It's about a month all the way from August 3rd to September 2nd. Wang does meet with agents that Zhang Meng introduces him to. But because now he's kind of broke, I think, he asks her if she would pay for him first. And she's like, no, because she didn't have enough money. I think at that point, I get the vibe, he's kind of like, what do you mean? You said you'd take care of me all the way back in May 2007. But yeah, he goes back without a job and he also fights with her before he leaves. Around this point of time, Zhang Ming's daughter gets a spot in Raffles Girls School, which is an academically good school, so well done. And she calls him up to ask him to help her move. I mean, everything else considered, it seems that she was a pretty good mom getting opportunities and moving across the continent for her daughter. Right now, it's September 2008. This boy is kind of broke. He has 7,000 yuan left, which is about 1,000 for Sing. He spends a quarter of the money in about 5 days, including $120 on 2 crabs. This part makes me kind of sad because I like to eat. So he cooks the crab for his girlfriend and her daughter and they're like, okay, these last two pieces are yours, you know, the crab that you bought and cooked. And it's like, cool, but then um, Zhang Ming's daughter, Jenry, she says she wants the crab for breakfast, and that's that. There's no more crab for him. We fast forward a couple of days. Now it's September 18, 2008, which is a Thursday. At 8pm, Zhang and Wang get into a fight because Zhang wants some crab for dinner. And remember the last time, he didn't even get to eat any crab for dinner. So he's like, no, you had crab a week ago. And every time you eat crab, you spend over $100. $100 he doesn't really have. The fight is dirty and there's name calling and in the end it's over in about an hour at 9. They go to sleep to set the scene. It is a dark HDB common room. Zhang is in her underwear and he's naked. And he's so angry. He's brooding. He's thinking about the way she treated him and how much money he spent on her. The way he describes it 
He was just quietly raging while she slept next to him. At 10pm, it's been about an hour, he gets up. He goes to the kitchen and he picks up this knife. It's a serrated knife, which means that there's ridges on the blade. I saw the pictures, it's so gruesome. He goes back to the room. The lights are still off. He's naked and he leans over her. He puts his weight on his left knee while he kneels on the mattress and he stabs her. And she screams and sits up. And she struggles but he keeps stabbing her until she's dead. The door opens and it's a daughter, Jenny. Now imagine your mom's boyfriend, naked, bloody, rushing towards you with a knife. He slashes and stabs at her and she falls to the bed next to her mother. In total, there are 98 stab and slash wounds between Zhang Meng and Jenny. Now this is where it gets, gets interesting almost. Wang and the prosecution, they have different accounts on what happened. Wang says he heard the other bedroom door open because remember she has flatmates and he rushes forward and attacks them too. But no, this is what the evidence points to. Her flatmates, Ayang Jie and Li Meilin, they're also here because Li is here to study. Looking at the evidence, it looks like after killing his girlfriend and her daughter, he abandoned the serrated knife under the sheet in that bedroom. He actually goes back to the kitchen and grabs another knife. This time, it's a chopper, like the ones they use in chicken rice stores. In total, there are four weapons that were submitted to evidence. There's a serrated knife, a spatula that he actually picked up and then put down into the washing machine because it seemed that it wasn't a good weapon, another knife, um, this one not serrated, and the chopper that he uses. You can find all the pictures online, it's really gross. So Yang Jie and Lee are in the bedroom and I'm sure they heard the initial scream and they're thinking if they should call the police when he rushes in. So this is where it gets kind of messy on what happened. He attacks Lee, the daughter, with the chopper and her mom rushes out. He tells her not to move in Chinese, so it's like Biadong. He goes after her mom. Now this is what happened based on evidence and crime scene reconstruction. There wasn't any of Yang's blood found in the flat but there was blood found in the outside wall of the flat. You know those old flats, they have bamboo poles for drying sheets and clothes? It looks like she climbed out in order to hide out from him. From the forensic evidence, it looks like she had defensive wounds, which means that he was slashing at her, causing her to fall, and after that, he actually closed the windows to make it look like she couldn't have fallen from that flat. Then, he went back to her daughter, Lee. She was already wounded and bleeding. It looks like she was trying to get to the door to close it, but he made it in. He actually told her to close her eyes and he promised that he wouldn't kill her. But I mean, she peeked. So he makes a move to slash her, but she kicks him in the thigh and runs to the kitchen toilet. And again, these old flats, the bathroom doors are really flimsy. So he uses his chopper and manages to break it down. I mean, can you imagine how scary that is? Watching the door disintegrate in front of you, he attacks her with the chopper and according to Wang's testimony, at some point she manages to grab the knife from him, the chopper from him. And this girl is so strong but he goes and grabs another knife and attacks her. He slashes her in the head, the face and the neck. And when she was still, he kind of got up. She said, God, let me die. But it's like he hurt her and he came back and he attacked her. Guess what? She actually survived. So this girl is strong. 
After that, he went to the attached bathroom of the third bedroom. He took a shower. He actually bandaged his finger, which was uh, injured when he was attacking Zhang and Jenny. He packed his travel documents and he got dressed and he put on his shoes and socks. It's pretty damning. It looks like he was going to run. Thing is that in court, he actually said that he would have packed a better bag if he was going to run. The police did end up finding and arresting him. It is pretty creepy because in the photos of his arrest, he's smiling at the press through the car door. So now, the court case. During the examination, he kept saying, I don't remember. He was examined by two different medical experts, Dr. Tan and Dr. Ko, who both agreed that he did have some sort of adjustment disorder. From the articles that I've read, it seems that Dr. Tan did say that it's plausible that he had some sort of memory loss after the traumatic event of killing somebody he loved. But it is likely that he was aware during the act um, there were things that pointed to it, like he was telling Lee to close her eyes. He also did break down. He broke down in tears in the first five minutes of his cross-examination. One thing that the judge did base it on was that after killing Zhang and her daughter, he said that he should have come to his senses. He should have like released his anger. It looks like he was thinking, he was conscious of his actions because he did go to the kitchen to get another weapon. It looked like he wanted to off the witnesses, any witnesses to his crime. The judge for this case... Um, Justice Chan Sing On, he, he's a really smart man because he's a judge, but he's also pretty savage. So when the prosecution asked why he could give such detail to the police if he didn't remember, he said it was based on intuition or feeling. And Justice Chan was like, oh wow, <laughs> you should try your hand at the lottery since your intuition is so accurate. In the end, he was charged with culpable homicide, which I had to Google. It's culpable homicide not amounting to murder. And there's four exceptions to it in Singapore. And when it kind of like meets the criteria for murder, disclaimer, not a lawyer, I think it looks like it meets one of the expectations, which is the accused was deprived of self-control by grave and sudden provocation by the victim. I think, let me know if I'm wrong, lawyer people. Alright, but he was charged with murder for the death of her young, the flatmate, and he was sentenced to death. So in November 2014, which is the last we've heard from news of him, he appealed but failed. The culpable homicide charge was actually changed to murder for Chang Meng and Jenny. It's like they said he killed Zhang because he never ever wanted her in his life again, and he killed Jenny because she was a witness. Because Singapore doesn't have a public execution list, we don't know if his sentence has been carried out yet, but he was sentenced to death by hanging. Singapore's method of hanging is by long drop hang, where height and weight is used to determine how much slack should be in the rope so that the distance drop is enough to ensure that the neck is broken but the person isn't decapitated. It's always held at dawn on Fridays, so that's something I'll be thinking about on my Friday mornings. I was trawling through the forums looking at this case, which is, isn't the most accurate source, but I did find a comment where somebody said that they met him in prison and he's really soft-spoken. But bring up the case, he'll say his only regret was not killing Lee. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode of a briefcase. You can find us on Instagram at a briefcase underscore. Follow us and drop us a message or a comment. What do you think? Do you think he really forgot or was he faking it for court? And you can tune in again next week for another briefcase.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.